0: Hello everybody and welcome to what's the story podcast this is WTS 288 and my name is Danny Murray and I'm Graham Merrigan Merrow, how are you as we record this dark and dreary and, and rainy Tuesday evening um, I'm good I'm very good yeah yeah I'm uh, I in I'm in good spirits as they would say yeah i feel good um, and yeah. i must i must say at the opening of the show uh i just want to say that it's i i find it a bit weird right and like i've talked about like when i went for surgery and all that last year and all that we've talked about it on the podcast and, and one thing and the other but i'm still kind of i find it weird like that people will, will check in on me and i don't mean that in a bad way just i'm kind of like geez i didn't think people care do you know what yeah, i mean yeah yeah um, and just a couple of people had messaged me over the last week or two who listened to the podcast um, really so yeah yeah so I, so I put up a, a thing on instagram anyway just like to say like how i was getting on and whatever and jesus lads the amount is that sent me a message out the back of it and just thanks My head couldn't my head couldn't get any phys- physically couldn't get any bigger but uh well, yeah Jesus so right you're, you're down 80 kilos oh, oh just over 80 kilos yeah I'm not and the target is. It's weird. At the start, I didn't really have a target, but then there was just something about the 100 kilo mark that just maybe go, ah, go, go for it. So then you know? when
1: you get to the 100 kilo mark, yeah.
0: your aim will be not to gain any more weight? Um, I think there'll probably be. So like they say anyway, with, with with what I've had done and all that, that like you you lose heavily, heavily for say six to nine months. And then it kind of starts to taper out and whatever. And after about 12 to 15 months, you kind of you have a stabilization period and in that stabilization period you you might put on maybe a couple of kilos as your body kind of says all right enough now kind of thing you know um so so does it, I my goal is to get down to somewhere between 110 and 115 kilos. I think for for me where I was and for me height and me build and all that kind of thing that walking around way I'd be comfortable with. Do you know what I mean? Um so if, if I get something like that But ultimately If I'm below 120 I'd be ecstatic I know there's probably Some people are like She's 120 still But I mean I was 212 yeah. So like Below 120 in total Yeah if I got below 120 I'd be thrilled. Got,
1: As in your total weight Yeah
0: 212
1: at your heaviest Yeah So 124 Fucking hell man
0: I didn't really have A goal as such I was just kind of like I'm just going with it and, and the main thing for me Is that I feel healthy And I feel great yeah. And Bags of energy, and I'm loving life, right? So that's uh, the main you're regular, uh, regular dish. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's times when I have to order the cable in for it to be laid, ground. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Love it. There's <laughs> a sentence I didn't think I'd be saying, uh, but yeah, so, yeah, me, maths is slightly off. I don't anyway. Look, I'm um, the main thing, I'm feeling great, I'm doing deadly. Uh love and life and just yeah, th- thanks to people who reached out. It's very kind of you. So I wasn't expecting it. Uh so yeah, appreciate it. Love it. Well
1: done.
0: Um yeah, I don't I mean, right, we've just finished recording this, and oh, I and I mean this in an in actual like I'm genuinely uplifted, right? But I, I just don't know really what to say. So I think maybe <laughs> yeah, the best yeah. thing is we just introduce our guest and then
1: yeah, I, I, as I said to the guest, the end, as as we start talking to him, guests first and foremost is a gentleman. He's one of the nicest people I've ever met. Um, trying An to get amazing him on, spirit. Yeah, trying to get him on. No pun intended. Uh, trying to get him on for a very long time and just it never worked out scheduling wise. But we finally got him on. Um, it's a different direction for ourselves, but we didn't think we didn't know it was going to go under this direction when I reached out to the guest and me and danny said let's have him on the show we never said that we were going to go down this road so anyway look we're going to talk to a friend of ours he's a pastor he is a therapist and he's a paypal's global welfare officer and he is a gentleman and his name is bob Carly. Joining us now is the legendary Bob Carly. Bob, thanks so much for your time. I have tried to get this. We're eight years old. We've we've known you about five or six, and I've been trying to get this over the line for years, and it just never happened. And now it's finally happened, and I'm delighted. So thanks so much for uh, giving up some of your time for us this evening. Thank, Thank you, nice. Bob.
2: Happy birthday. Yeah. You just don't, don't look a day over seven, the period. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How are you, Bob? This is like granda coming to the birthday party, isn't it? This was yeah, like, he's <laughs> saving you for the for the eighth the eighth <laughs> anniversary. Brilliant.
2: Yeah how how am I? I'm good. I'm actually good. I'm uh, yeah. I suppose like, a lot has happened in the time you've known me. But as, I mean, I've uh, I've become a grandfather five times. So that's big. congratulations. Uh, extraordinary. Like I, I, do you know the mad thing? I don't know if you're like this. I, I still see myself inside my head as a seventeen year old. Absolutely, yeah. So that's not just me. That's class. Oh, right? okay. <laughs> I'm still a child, like. <laughs> and somewhere, somewhere in my head, I'm great at football. I'm a magic singer. I'm like, oh,
1: yeah.
2: all the young ones fancy me. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm perfect inside my head, right? And I'm, and I, and when someone says to me, look, "You're a 61 year old granddad," I'm like, what? <laughs> that yeah, that can't be true, you know. But it, it's, you know, in in actual fact. The real life is better than the imaginary one. Does that make sense? I mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade seventeen-year-old football player and pulling the young ones, Bob, for Bobby Boo, the granddad who gets to hold these unbelievable kids who I just, oh, I don't know. I, I don't know if you can love things beyond your capacity to love, but it feels like, it feels like I just love them to a depth that I, I couldn't have comprehended when I was young. That that love could fit. There was love that big. So it's a. Uh, yeah, so it's amazing.
1: So, like, you're you're fairly you're very faith based. So, with those experiences of your grandchildren, does does your faith play a part in that as well? Or, oh, yeah, I look
2: even when I had my own kids, there was uh, <clears throat> I actually don't think you can look at a new baby and not believe that there's something bigger than you. So, I would look at my own babies when they arrived, and look, they were all. In some way, they were all tricky birds, which is we have five kids. And um, hmm. like the first guy, who's now 39, had a, had his cord wrapped around his neck. My daughter didn't breathe for seven minutes. The twins, one of them arrived on a trolley on the way into the hospital, and the other arrived six minutes later. And the last fella had a, an infection in his blood. So all their arrivals into this world were a bit kind of traumatic. I'm trauma or, you know, something where you held your breath. You know, those moments were like, Ugh! And like you didn't, you felt like you didn't let it go till they were twenty one. But it just, if, <laughs> you're yeah. like, and and then watching them and look, you like because of that, you get very intent on detail, and you're looking at tiny fingers and tiny toes, and you know you're kind of like I remember, I remember looking at one of them, and they had a um like a downy hair, and a lot of new babies have this, it's like a downy kind of furry hair, like oh, like it, it's almost like the most. It's almost like a tiny fur. And I remember just looking at it like, and it was only, look, when I had my first kid, I was 24, like, so I was young enough, you know? So um, yeah. when I had my last kid, I wasn't even 30. So they were quite dark.
1: Jesus. They were, they were flat
2: together, you know? But yeah, I remember looking at them going like, oh my God, I'm actually going to start crying at any this, I don't know why. It's like, I remember just thinking, God, they are so beautiful and so perfect. And it was a moment where you were just like, oh, can life get any better than this? And, and I would have held that for those 30 years. And then I held one of my grandkids and I'm like, yeah, life can get better than that. It's like, here's the next generation of you who like you can even when you look at them, you can see you. Like you can see, like we've just had a grandson with a four granddaughters and a grandson. And he came out and I don't, you know, obviously for people listening on the radio, my ears kind of flop over a little bit at the top. Right. <laughs> and, this young fellow's ears flop over a little bit at the top, and I'm like, he's got as grand as ears, right? <laughs> just like, Sadly. and and just the excitement and that that generational. I mean, this is probably great. And answer your question. This is probably where this is probably where the faith thing comes in because, like, my dad used to say this night. I love it. He said, "God has no grandchildren." Okay, and and what he meant by that is that Scripture seems to be clear. That we've all got to find our own relationship with God. That He calls us His children, right? Mm. So the fact that my old man and old lady had a relationship with God, I couldn't go. Hey, well, they know Him, so I know Him. My dad say, No, no, get to know Him yourself, because He hasn't got grandchildren. He only has children. So, so that kind of there's only you know God and His kids. There's no God and His kids' kids. It's like He's like find me yourself. And and I think my journey in life. Has been finding that own that relationship for myself with him, where I knew him intimately, like n- not as a religion, one hundred percent as a relationship, and that's for me is the difference. It's like, you know, when I say to people like that, Jesus is my friend. I I genuinely think of him as like a friend. Like so, I kind of go, look like, and ask him about it or tell him about it, or you know, see what he thinks about it. So that it would be, it's that intimate. So it's not even a a pious. And I let him down sometimes. You know, the other way, I left friends. Down and you're like, you know, you're kind of going. I oh, didn't turn up to me party. Like, I genuinely, I let him down a load. I can honestly say he's never let me down, which he's, he's a good friend. And and it's it's finding him in that space. And and the little things in life would have brought me to that, like the mad, the magic and the miracle of kids, the miracle of love and finding someone that loves you, the miracle of being fed and watered every day. Like you know, the three of us are chatting here. We're all clearly uncomfortable in comfortable and warm rooms. You know, we're well looked after. Someone loves us. That's a miracle, you know. That's that's not everyone's lot in life in the world. Like, that's not everyone doesn't get that, you know. With um, it that um,
1: it's mad because Bob, I I often any time I've been in your company and the conversation goes to kind of faith based or whatever. Yeah. Like I don't, admittedly, I don't have a faith. I don't have, I don't follow religion, and yeah. it's like not, I just don't. Yeah, but, um, and when I'm. In your company and even listening to you there for the last few minutes, mm. like I'm not turned off by it. I'm <laughs> yeah, it's yes, what, yeah, I don't yeah. know what it is about you, and you know, I I think it's the way you talk about it and articulate it, mm-hmm. is it's a lovely story. Whereas sometimes I find find religion quite yes. preachy.
2: Yes, yeah. You know,
1: yeah. but I think you not to blow smoke up your arse, but it's like you deliver it. Holy smoke up my Yeah, But it's like you deliver it. That's just like a story. And, you know, we, 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 myself and Danny did the uh, Suicide or Survival Workshop with you uh, many years ago. And the message that you had in that was love.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You
1: know, and it's, you you. me and Danny left that uplifted. We were like, what the fuck? Like, that was. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know? Uh, so, uh, where yeah. where where do you think, in terms of mental health and recovery and stuff, do you think? I'm sorry, not do you think? How do you separate when you are counselling people? How do you separate faith fate from it if they're not if they're not faith if they're yeah. not, not faith based? Well, I, I think and
2: I think what you feel what yourself and Danny feel from me I don't actually talk about faith do I I don't actually no so may I don't actually separate them because I don't think mm. I don't have a faith life and a bob life and a work life, and I just have a life, and, and faith is quite a big part of that. And 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 you you said it you said a great thing, Graham So you can I remember now what I said because when you're saying you oh, know that that's 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 the kernel of the thing. It's like you you said like you're you 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 have heard religion, and it's I'm not pushing something on you, I'm not pushing a story on you, right? So and that... The mistake I think the church, and by the word the church, I use that as a generic word for religion, okay? The mistake the church has made, that they, they assume that God has made them the moral compass for the world. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? So they're going, here's where you're going wrong. Here's my list of things you shouldn't be doing, right? So you did that, and you did that, and you did that, so you're not one of us, right? Whereas the gospel is actually called the good news story, right? Now, there is no good news in telling someone they're wrong, is there? That's, that's not good news. Like if I come into you and say you're doing that wrong, you're not going to say, well, Bob is here with the good news. I'm getting it all wrong. That's not good news, right? Yeah. The good news is that God loved us so much, could see that we're getting it wrong, that he had to find a solution for that so that we could talk to him. And that solution is called Jesus. That's, that's what the good news is, is that. Jesus said, I'll take the rap for all these people. So it'd be like the three of us committed a massive crime, right? The razors got us. We end up in court. The judge says, These three guys are guilty. And someone stands up and goes, I'll go to jail instead of them. And we're going like, What? We don't deserve that. He's going, Oh no, no, I love these lads. Let me do this. We've got three sentences. I'll take them all. And then the judge goes, Well, if you do the sentence, these lads can go free. And when we walk out of the court and he goes to jail, and that's the story of the gospel. And that, that's an incredible story, isn't it? That, so so when when you present that rather than this is what you're doing wrong, okay. And and then the piece about getting it wrong and doing things wrong, yeah, yeah, there are things that I believe a faithful person wouldn't do. Okay. And here's where that comes from. So and this is you know this is a long way of explaining this. So the way when I met Karen first, so you know, you know, my first wife passed away. About a year and a half later, I met this extraordinary girl, fell in love with her. She fell in love with me. don't know how that happened. There's another miracle, another reason for love. <laughs> and I got two amazing women in my life. God loves me. And so I had to get used to Karen's new ways. Okay. So I, as you know, was a banker, okay, an ex-banker. So I would always button my shirt up to the second button. So I thought one button open, that's kind of wild and cool. Okay. Karen was like, no, open that second button. Okay, so she'd open it. And then when she wasn't watching, I'd close it because I was like, that's a bit wild. Keep that money (laughs) shut. Okay, So, so I hated opening that button. But because I loved her, I started opening that button. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it wasn't because she told me I had to. It was because I'm like, she loves me. And that makes her happy, and if I can make her happy by doing that simple act, then I'll do it. So, so the life I live for God isn't because He's beat me with a stick; it's because I'm going. He took my sentence, so he he loves me, so he deserves the best of me, and that's that's where my faith comes from. So, the best of me is given in love to him, not by act of fear. And 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 then your your question, Graham, like here's what I've come to believe in when I counsel people because I don't I you know in those years since we met I qualified as a therapist as well so that's another change in my life. I've come to understand that we only have two emotions, right? So we we talk about all these. I have this. I feel that. Like we have two emotions. One is fear, and the other one is love, and they cannot coexist. Okay, so so all I ever bring to people is. Whatever you're feeling now is a fear. So, like, if people fear the relationship is going to end, they're not going to have money. Fear that people don't love them. Fear that they won't be good enough. Fear, and like, and I can see behind behind you, Graham, on your wall, says, "Love yourself today," right? Yeah. And and if you, if you dared to imagine that by loving yourself today would push out some of the fear in your world, it would change your world unbelievably, right? And that there's a great philosopher called Robin Showett, and he's he expresses that like two fear, two emotions, love and fear. And everyone on the course is going, Oh, that's amazing. Robin Showett came up with that. He's an incredible guy, right? Let me tell you this: it says in the Bible that perfect love casts out all fear. And who is perfect love, right? And, and when you look in scripture, there's a chapter, 1 Corinthians 13, that outlines what love is. Now, listen, this is so people read it at their weddings, and they can go, love is patient, love is kind, love is not self-obsessed, love doesn't hold records, keep, keeps no list of right and wrongs. And you're going like, did I actually ever love anyone in my life? Did I ever? <laughs> did I ever? <laughs> you know, when it gets to the bit, love is not puffed up. You're like, okay, fail. <laughs> <laughs> so the only one that's ever done that, is Jesus. He's the only one who ever loved perfectly. Mm. So for me, I kind of go, what casts, out, what casts out all fear? Just the presence of Jesus. And it's not even a holy thing. It's just a sense of his love. You're kind of going, sure, what would I be afraid of? Like, there's a guy here who chose to die for me because he loved me that much. And that is a lot of stuff to kind of make you feel make you feel good and just make you want to do good and make you want to share See, the gospel, the gospel shouldn't be like you do it our way and then you belong. It should be this. You belong. Mm. Then I'll tell you something and then you'll believe. And if you believe, then you'll behave. So the church in history, historically, we're like, you behave. right? If you do it this way, then you're one of us and then you'll belong. I think the gospel was always the other way around. Jesus let guys hang out with him who were weirdos, wackos, like all the madsers. He got all the madsers. Like the three of us would have been picked up by Jesus. He would have picked the three of us. I'm not for sure. <laughs> you know, where's the two madders heads in Dublin? Daddy, <laughs> Daddy Graham and Bob. <laughs> we would have been the apostles, right? So, because we're, we're he, he didn't choose anything fantastic. Like he didn't mm-hmm. he didn't pick the philosophers or the scientists or the clever guys or the good looking guys. He picked fishermen. Like, like blokes who hadn't a score in life. You know, Mom, follow me, I'll show you a new way. And he did. And then those 12 guys went on to change the world. Just like that's when you kind of think Christian faith, that's, they're the guys who spread it. And how do they yeah. spread it? By just saying, hey, we met a guy who loved us and he changed our world. And, and for me, you know, obviously, you know, <laughs> don't pull out the Bible in every counseling session, but there's that piece that there's like, if I can speak to someone in love, and listen to them with love in the in the version that I know is not, you know, isn't puffed up, doesn't keep a record of right and wrongs, is there for you. Because love is never about me, it's always about the other person. And if, and if we all love that way, I think it'd be a much safer, happier, freer world. I just think it'd be a great place to live,
0: wouldn't it? There's absolutely, and I, hope, I hope you don't want me saying this, Bob. There's, there's a real sincerity in how you speak about this. And it's, i'd I'd, I'd be the same as graham i wouldn't be a religious person i I don't even think i class myself as a spiritual person or whatever i i'm i'm not smart enough to understand what goes beyond me but i'm smart enough to accept there more than likely is something you know you look out into the universe and think this is it Mm, i'm not sure but i'm fascinated by how you're and people who are listening to this are probably thinking the lads have lost their mind this is not <laughs> this is not the way these episodes normally go and that's, that's part of the beauty of this as well because it is a different conversation it's a completely yeah. different pitch completely different pace but we we're not scripted we don't have notes we just go with the flow brilliant but as you're saying all this i'm me, somewhere in my brain it's going see that that sounds like something that you could kind of go, yeah, all right, okay, I see where you're coming from. I, I, yeah, okay, I can see why people get on board with that. Mm. And then, as you, was it, sorry, Philippines, what, one, sorry, I, I don't know. Corinthians, uh, 1
2: Corinthians 13,
0: yeah. So the, the love doesn't keep a record, all that kind of yeah. stuff. I just saying that, instantly in my head I'm going, there's an awful lot of people who claim to be Christian in the world, and I'm jumping across the Atlantic to America and certain elements of Christianity yeah. that you see. Who definitely keep score and definitely do that thing that you were saying? Where it's if you don't do it this way, it's yeah. not the Ain't Christian a, way. You're one of the devil's children. <laughs> <laughs> and it's as that sincerity that I'm getting, that I'm picking up on is. Danny, right? in
2: defence of our American cousins, we have people like that in Ireland as well. Just well, for the well, listen, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. They
2: they, yeah, they know, come in all shapes and exactly sizes. They come saying, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it's a.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm just I'm fascinated by that kind of the the contrast between you being very laid back, comfortable, and sincere about how you're saying, like, look, this mm-hmm. is how I say it, and you know, this is how I use it to tell people you're lovely, you're lovable, mm-hmm. you're loved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you yeah. you 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 jump to the other people, and it's kind of like that's there's a big difference yeah. there. Like,
2: and I and you know it's sad, and and this this is probably you know, and if you can get sad on God's behalf, this is where I do go because I I see those people that you're talking about as well. Mm. I see people who use religion and faith and fear to inveigle money out of people, to get yeah, poor people yeah. to give me yeah, on. You give me your $5, you'll have $10 by the end of the week. But for sure, I'll have a jet by the end of the month is what they don't tell you. right? So So yeah. I, I see that and, that and that. And And I go back to... So the faith that I subscribe to, we call ourselves Christians, okay? Mm-hmm. And And the clue is in the first half of the name is Christ, right? The IAN means I follow him and what he does. That's so whatever an I A N, if it's after anything, that's I follow that and do what that, that does. Okay. So so in, in my interactions with people, you kind of go, is that Christ like? Okay. So you, you go, and we we've got four gospels which show us how he lived his life. So hmm. like like he even has a verse where he's talking about asking people to come to his knowledge, and it says this. Now listen not this it says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock if any man opens the door and lets me in, I will come in and sup with him, right? So so all you see in that is a gentle a gentleman, right? I'm, I'm standing at your door, I'm knocking. If you open the door and ask me in, I'll come in, right? Most faith persons are like, hello, we're outside your door, we're going to kick it in, and we're going to storm your house for Jesus, right? And, and they're going like, and Jesus going like, I never did it that way, right? Yeah. There's another story uh, where he's sitting at a well, gagging for a little drink of water. Some woman comes along to get water, and he says, "Give us a drink." And then this conversation starts with her, and she goes, "What are you doing talking to me? Like I'm from Samaria, you shouldn't even talk to me. You're from Israel." And he's going, "No, well, look, just I just want well, if you if you knew who you were talking to, you'd, you'd ask me for water. I'll give you I'll give you to drink, and you'll never thirst again." And what he was saying is, I could give you something so every longing you've ever had in your life will be fulfilled. Anything you've ever desired will be quenched mm. if you knew who I was. And she goes, she says something lippy. And then she he goes, well, you know, you say well that you don't have a husband, but you've had five husbands. And she's like, he knows everything about me, right? So he knew this woman was hopping from relationship to relationship. And, you know, probably what we'd call now she was a bed hopper, right, or a slapper. Like, you, know, honestly, like if you can think what the church would call that woman, right? Did he say that? No. He said, "Give us a drink."
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, he would
2: have given you a drink. that. So there was no. He didn't hop in and judge people. He was like he met you where you are, right? Yeah. So he's. He and look, I I always say to people like, when I share my faith, I'm not trying to make someone believe what I believe. Because like, i I most days I'm trying to make myself believe what I believe. So I I wouldn't ever say, hey, you know, come over here. It wouldn't be that arrogant to say, come over here, I'm right. But all I can tell people is, hey. It works for me. You know, it it sustained me through the death of a wife. Like, you're kind of going, like, how do you get through that? Because I knew, like, I knew, A, Jesus was holding me. And I knew, B, all the people who believed that Jesus was holding me were also holding me. So you had this, you know, and, you know, people can't see it on, but I, I was telling you earlier about this fireplace in my dad's house where it's made up of all these individual stones holding each other up. And and that cement that holds each brick in place was the love of God. My dad used to say because he it was his you know his visual sermon that he say listen we've all got our part to play and I think that's you know when we when we were kids we used to sing a song and, and this is like Sunday school so I was like, don't know why this is coming into my head but it just said this uh, Jesus bids us shine like a pure clear light. Does me masters. <laughs> <laughs> turns out i'm on the six o'clock news tonight. <laughs> sure we're gonna to have to live through the 10 bongs or whatever comes out that's all right yeah it's big, all right. big oh, ben yeah.
0: in the background yeah well
2: anyway so so um so 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 i suppose that that piece where i'm kind of going okay that's the reality of my faith it's not a it's not a religion it's it's a way of life and you know, like you got you guys know me. Like I'm not like I'm kind of crazy. Do you I'm not like your nice no, crazy? Yeah, yeah, but I'm not I'm not like oh here comes religious Bob. I wouldn't have hoped
1: oh, maybe it's our <laughs> no absolutely not. No, that's absolutely the point. Yeah. Yeah, but that's but, the point, Bob. You know, yeah, because yeah. let's face it, like since since the scandals in the in the nineties with the Catholic mm. Church, yeah. I don't I think they've lost their grip on society and like even with kind of maybe progressive uh, yeah. views on marriage equality and abortion and you know transgender and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, people, you said it there that about the well story. Like people take what the t- people are taking stories from the Bible and they're they're translating it to what they think. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. I don't think correct, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think in the Bible it says that. Uh, a woman and a woman can't love each other, or a man or a man can't love each other. Like there's there's nothing yeah. like that in the Bible, is there? Well, there there is,
2: and there's all sorts of there's things you can take and quote and say. There's where it says this, right? And and here's 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 what I'd say to you, Graham. Right. I always say to people like, the most important part of faith isn't what's right and what's wrong, what's allowed and what's not allowed. That's the moral compass. Okay. Mm. What is important is back to this story of the buttons on your neck, right? So, what is important is that people get to know him first, right? And I always say it's such a personal relationship. You find out what God has for you. You ask him. But so if that if if that's your relationship and you come in like that to him, you get to know him and ask him, yeah, you know, is that that button okay? Right. And I honestly, he will clearly tell you because it's not. It's not like, I'm, I'm a pastor of a church, so I don't tell people how to live their lives. I say, hey, says this in scripture, I want you to go home, pray about it, read it, study it yourself, ask God to talk to you. And he does. It's not like, and it's not like, okay, Graham, today we're going to Little. <laughs> it's not that kind of, it's like. Because <laughs> he goes to Aldi. <laughs> <laughs> it's It's not like that at all. It's like, come and get to know me. And let's walk together. Like, let, let me, so, so it'd be kind of, so the question you've asked me, and I'm not, I'm not, I am not i am not even know the question. I'm just saying, that's put, that would be like if I met you in the street, right? And say you were in muddy Wellingtons, the you know, you, you'd, you'd, you'd muck all over you, you'd driven the wheelchair through paint, right? And I was like, well, I can't bring him to my house now. He'll drive that all over the place. he get paint everywhere. he get shitty boots everywhere. The place going to be destroyed. I won't ask him. Or I could say, "Do you want to come back to my gaff?" And when we get there, you might go, oh, "Rob, I want to take off these boots." Or look, just be careful, you know. So you 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 find when you get to the place, what's acceptable and what's not. Does that make sense? So it's like you, yeah, kind of, yeah. when you see who I am and where I am. Now, if you look in and there's paint all over the floor and muck, you go, "Hey, it's okay. I can do it. I can come in, right?" But if you kind of go, hey, "Your man's got like white carpet in there. <laughs> I better, I better take the boots off." And I, yeah. I think that, I always say to people, like, get to know him first, find your way with him, understand the amount of love he has for you, and then let him, you know, like, quite often you find people major against the things that they don't do. Because yeah. that make sense? So they'd yeah, be yeah. very strong on, oh, there would be none of that in our church. And then you go, what about backbiting? Oh, okay. <laughs> or what about, real? what about Thievin? Or what about... Bitching or what about Malik? There's a lot of stuff in the Bible that people kind of forget to say, you know. Yeah. Like it's like it's like it says, if don't don't go into church if you have hatred in your heart against anyone. And yet, there are people sitting in churches who hate people in the gay community. You're like, that's hatred. It's not. It's not. And oh, we don't hate the sinner, we hate the sin. And you're like, really? Yeah. Yeah. If you walked in, what would you feel like? Would you would you be different? You know, like you have people in churches who are racist, and you're kind of going like, man, you. Don't tell me about the relationships I'm in with someone out here. You're you're a racist. Yeah. So, like, the problem I think really with faith, and I think this, you know, Graham and Danny, the, I think the two of you, like, you're in a generation that's like sick of it. Hmm. Sick of all that sanctimonious, hollow, untrue, doesn't really, like, your generation can really, like, you're, you're, I don't, I wouldn't use the word woke because I think that's kind of, you're, you're awake. Like, yeah. your bullshit detectors are very, very, they're very sensitive, like you're like that doesn't make sense, you can't say that like I mean, you know I remember talking to Joe Duffy um, and he was talking about, he introduced Bishop Eamon Casey and Father Liam Cleary, or Father Joe Cleary is it? At, Michael Cleary Michael Cleary, so he, he interviewed Bishop Casey and Michael Cleary at the youth mass in Galway when the Pope came to Ireland in 79 and Joe says, and I was the only one on stage with no children that's <laughs> <laughs> and and the hypocrisy behind that so your generation going like that's hypocrisy like we're not you know so and and look even in my like i'm I'm what would be known as a a born again evangelical christian but even in my brand of faith there's the chancers as well like so i'm not saying oh all our guys are good i'm saying listen and and i i have the potential to be one of those guys honestly i have to keep myself i have to keep an eye on myself because i could become Judgmental, and I could become. Oh, I'm better than everyone else. And I, I, I really have to ask God, keep me humble, keep me close to You, because it's all about Him. It's not about me. It's like it's like so, like until they start having a religion called Robertians, when all the people start following me. <laughs> <laughs> like then I have to defer to Christ because He's the head of the church. So He's like, well, if I'm not following what He's doing, then I'm, then I'm off. I'm off. I'm at peace. Like I'm making up my own stuff, mm. and and I think that's like I often think sometimes. When Jesus comes down and he looks at the amount of different religions, he goes like, look, was anyone listening? (laughs) 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 But I think, and that's why I keep coming back to the simple, the space of love. Because I think, you know, it when it talks about, if you talk about the major verse in scripture that will be taught, which says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him won't perish, but would have everlasting life. And that's love. God so loved. And then it says, What greater love has a man got than he lays down his life for his friends? That's love, you know. And it says, Beloved, I I love you now, so I want you to be with me. So that there, so the three king verses, it's not about beloved, if you get everything right, you'll be okay with me, and I won't, the beatings will stop. That's there's no verse that says that. It just says, like, I loved you enough to die for you. So kind of if I was to sum up my life. I would probably say he loved me enough to dive me, so I love him enough to live for him. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's a nice way of putting it. It's a very nice so
2: way of putting that, it. That's the and look, hundred percent, lads. I don't always get it right.
0: Yeah,
2: I think twenty percent of the time. And here's here's the great thing, and this is this is the miracle of of Jesus. So, and if I can explain it this way, when when God looks on us, He just sees people who are wrong, right? He's looking down going, they're a mess. And he's very holy. So he he couldn't let us in into his presence because he's too holy for us, right? And that's why Jesus died. And it kind of says that we get covered in Jesus. So when God looks from heaven, he doesn't see Messy Bob. He just sees Jesus. And he goes, Well, he's he's okay. He can come in. So I kind of go in under the covering of Jesus, if that makes sense. So it'd be like it'd be like, you know. You know, when we're kids and your dad lifted you over the turnstile getting into the match, yeah. He paid he paid the ticket, but you got in
0: yeah
2: under the cover of his ticket, kind of thing, right? So that so that's kind of how we get into God's presence, is under the cover of Jesus. He's paid the price, so he's like, yeah. And God goes, you want with Jesus. And that's how you get in. And so it's it's nothing that you can do. There's no I always say to this, and look, remember this always. There's nothing you can do that would make God love you less. And there's nothing you can do that will make God love you more.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, live your life in that space. And I, and that's like, I'm kind of taken aback a bit because if Mero would said to me at a quarter past seven, by the way, Dan, this is going to be a half hour where we talk about or we talk about faith, and <laughs> religion, and all that would have been like, Mero, walk off. I can't, I, I can't do it. But as I'm sitting here listening to you and kind of like, John, this is a nice conversation, you know, I'm having yet another Bob Carly experience where listening to your chat, I'm feeling a little bit uplifted and I'm feeling like ultimately the message here is positive. And rather it's coming well, from a religious space or a faith-filled space, rather it's coming from just i I'm looking out for my brother space or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's one that's well-meaning and it's one that's full of love. Yeah. And it I remember there a couple of years ago when you led the celebration of John Pender's life oh yeah 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 and it remains to this day one of the most beautiful ceremonies I've ever been to in terms Mm. of just I'd never experienced that like it you know usually funerals in Ireland can be a bit dour and a bit you know, but but that day seeing the amount of people from the community who came out to support Caroline and the family and then yourself and the other speakers and everything wasn't a tap of I'm using air quotes here religion involved but it was, love. Up, it was love and it was uplifting and it was amazing. Yeah. It was genuinely, yeah. I know, like I, I said to people afterwards, Amir leaving and that kind of thing. And people were like, geez, like I've never left the funeral feeling good. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And look,
2: and I think Dan, I think that's it, like, Danny. Yeah. And honestly, you know, and I think that's the secret. And, and Graham said it. I, I, I love John Pender and I adored Caroline McWiggan. You know I, I yeah. just, I, I actually love the tune with all my heart. and, and and I hope that what people felt was that love that we shared, you know, that that you know, and myself and Carolyn and John and 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 the expression of that, and I I just think love comes from God, and that's why it was easy for me to step into that space, and you know, yeah. and uh, and and you know, sometimes people say don't mention God when you're talking, but you don't have to, you know. So like it's like so I I, I it was an honor. And hard, you know, because I I just wanted to sit there crying to be honest with you. So it, was, it wasn't easy to kind of, you know, yeah. And I remember like even the Coldplay song when he was leaving with the with the lights, and yeah. and that that came to me. You know, I was praying, Lord, just guide me what to say about this great man and and the, the, this horrific loss and the impact on Caroline and like she's such a good woman who was doing so much for the community, and it was just. The injustice of it was like, and I was kind of, I was angry with God, to be honest with you. I was kind of like, yeah. well, you know, because I didn't understand it. I still don't. And um, so I just hope that the love showed. And, and you know, and, and like John's love was still impacting the world. I know that and Caroline's as well. So absolutely. So it was uh, yeah, look, and, you know, and I think as well, being there, seeing, you know, seeing people who knew, you know, we would have all known each other. And just that community would we, we very like the stones in the fireplace. wasn't it? like we were there. All doing her piece to keep it all together on that day, and and uh, just to to be there with that family because it's listen, it was, and I kind of have a, I kind of know what it's like to suddenly lose someone. So I kind of there's a piece of my own empathy that was like, yeah, I know what it's like. No, what Gene didn't die in the horrific circumstances that John died, but it was like it was it was as sudden, which was like, yeah, um, and I think that that love even that's another expression of love, you know. So it's kind of like, and and really, you know, the real test of love is like it's easy to love when it's good isn't it it's easy to when it's all gone well it's easy to love it's, it's not easy to love when you know someone's dying of cancer or or someone you know you know like or when you're called to love someone who did something horrific you know um like i um i had some terrible things happen to me when i was a kid right and and i remember I distinctly remember praying one night about it and being told, well, love is the answer. And I remember having to love that person through my pain and finding real peace in it. Like, honestly, like, so, like, it was an extraordinary and someday we'll have a conversation, maybe not online, and I'll tell you the whole, yeah, yeah. the whole piece of it, but it was, like, it was the most extraordinary circumstance where you say, how could love work in that space? But it does. It's, like... Because love casts out fear. So the two emotions you feel in every situation is fear or love. And if I let the love in, the fear dissipates. In fact, sometimes the fear disappears. So, you know, like when dad passed away, um, he was a real man of God, a man of faith. And, you know, he he, 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 he had this family verse that uh, he, he he um, actually, well, I'll just show you it weird because I'll, I'm in my mom's house. So I'm just looking straight over where the where the laptop is. And uh, there's a picture of me, Dad. And I and I was about to tell you that he used to quote this verse to us all, um, which was Romans 8.28, right? Which right. which is a verse that says this that all things work together for good for those that love God and are called onto his purpose. So it's not some things, it's not many things, it's all things. So that's the good and the bad that they're they're working for your good. So I don't I don't know if you can see this picture. But that's my mom and dad.
1: Brilliant. Yeah.
2: And see what's written at the top? Love, love never, never fails. fails. Love never fails. And down at the bottom is
1: Romans 8 28.
2: 28. And that, that's his verse. So, so 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 you know, I always say to people, like they say, why do you talk about love all the time? And I said, You know what? When I was growing up, I was marinated in love. So if you you know, if you're cooking something and it's like you soak <laughs> something, like she, what what hope have you got? It's gonna be, it's got a out somewhere. So I said, no, I was married in love, grown up, and that's that's you know. So, so dad, when he was passing away, obviously it was in the middle of COVID, um, and his only worry was that he would be alone. Right, he was like, don't bring me to hospital. I don't want to be on my own. I don't want to be on my own. And I said, dad, we'd pray about it. Like God will find a way. God will find a way. And, and I said, and even if we're not there. You won't be on your own, because he'll be with you. And he went, I want all my family around my bed. Because in the, in Scripture, like when the when the old patriarchs died, they always, and the family gathered around the bed of Abraham, and he put his hand on the head and, you know, there's like, you can imagine the scene, you know, and the angel of the Lord came. <laughs> it was like, yeah. So I think he means to his head, he kind of thought, you know. So... He, I brought him to hospital, I, I I, actually think he died in my car twice on the way over to the Beacon Hospital, right, so I I was like, "Die, all right? And he was like, I said, Dad, Dad, we're not now, no, come on back here, and so I so got him into the hospital, and they they said, look, his kidney and his heart are failing, right, so, and then it started a three-week um, journey for Dad, towards Dad's last day, and on the first day he was brought in on his own, right, and then we weren't allowed to visit him. Right, so we would ring him and do a face, and he was kind of okay. He was bright enough, like you know. And then, um, I said to the hospital one day, "Do you think a visit from Mam would cheer him up?" And the doctor said, "I think that would be good." Right, so I brought Mam up, and she was masked up and disinfected. And said she got in, and she saw him for an hour, then she came out, and then then I said to the doctor, "And look, my brother's over from England tomorrow. <laughs> he's he's, and he may not be back to see Dad. Certainly bring him up, let him." So Jim was brought over, and he was disinfected, brought in, and he got to see Dad, and then. Then um, we went up and they, they start getting to know us. And then the nurse said to me, well, you can come in with Jim. So I got in to see him. Right? Oh, I need this stuff signed. I need this pension signed. So they said, well, you come up and get him to sign it. So I got in. And then um, so what? the long story is that as the week went on, we got to know the hospital team so well. They got to love us. They got to love dad in the way he spoke about God. There was a, a nurse working in the ward who believed what we believe was one hundred percent committed to her faith. She would pray with Dad every night. He told me he had an angel. We were telling my dad's had to get himself a nurse in the Beacon. <laughs> 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 and then and then he started to deteriorate, and and what happened at the end when Dad passed away, he had his six kids and his wife around the bed the hospital in so and we were there for the whole we were there for 48 hours it wasn't like just come in at the last
1: minute
2: mm. we got to be with him and we got to like we did communion so we, our our communion would be when we do communion because it says in scripture do this in memory of me so it's more it's more to represent that kind of his crucifixion as a body um so we we would do it quite liberally, would even, so there's no, there's no, the priest has to serve it, we would, we would be quite comfortable yeah, yeah. ourselves, and so it's more, it's more a commemoration and breaking it together and celebrating that piece, so dad said he wanted to have communion with his kids before he passed away, so, do you love this story, so where do you get bread in the middle of a pandemic, in a hospital, so I had to run out, right, and across the road to, <laughs> what's the crazy to make subs, what's that place called, Subway, there was a subway facing the Beacon clinic right and I go over and there's a guy on the desk I said can I have a piece of bread please and he goes what flavor <laughs> it's like it's... I said uh any flavor he said no what flavor are you going to have a peak what it's of them, like yeah, you know was... uh, and I was like give me the piece of bread <laughs> and he goes what do you want on it? I said I don't want that. No. I just want a bit of bread I said we want it for communion he goes you must have something on it I said what well, how do you mean he said you have to have a and he named the thing, that was, um, ham surprise, whatever they all are, right? And I said, okay. I said, give me the ham surprise, but don't put anton on it. <laughs> Just yeah. the bread, right? And then he goes, $4.99. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, so got that, brought it back over to the hospital. You know, I say for the first time in living memory, communion was Jesus was uh, potato, potassio flavor. Or like <laughs> it was like... And we, you know, I got uh, Ribena out of a vending machine, and 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 we did communion, and it was like, I I can't even describe the amount of love that was in the room. It was like Dad's okay. love for God, God's love for him, his love for ma'am, our love for each other. The way he wanted it. Oh yeah. So there, there's how I see God in everyday things. It's like, he didn't want to be on his own. He wanted to feel close to God. And look. When he like death isn't always pretty, right? So mm. it wasn't, right? And it was a bit traumatic, to be honest with you. And my mother, who was 90 at the time, right? Now listen to this. So we're you got the six kids, we're like, what just happened? Right. You know that you know that kind of like didn't I wish I hadn't seen that. And it was like four o'clock in the morning. And my 90 year old mother goes, Okay, before we leave this room, everyone has to thank God for one thing that you're really blessed by even your dad, right? So we're like, oh. so I'm like, I can't even remember what I prayed. I think I said, I'm blessed by his love and his constant care for the family. I just I want to thank you, God, for that. My sister was, I want to thank you for the, you know, his kindness and his, you know, his righteousness. So we, so in, in, in 10 minutes, the sixth was listed like beauty. Okay. And the awful thing we'd seen was forgotten. There's love casting out fear. And it was my 90 year old mother's idea.
1: <laughs> there's love Casting out fear. Oh. Yeah. That's mad It's simple <laughs> yeah. You
0: know
1: when the message is there Like Like anytime I've done The workshop with you Or I've been to your talks or, There's always There's always a natural Kind of punchline to the end That <laughs> It's not scripted So to speak Yeah and like,
2: I'd love to think that I wrote them, but I don't. They just they genuinely,
1: that's. But you ju- you've you just done it again. Like
2: they fall. Yeah.
1: You've just like every experience I have with you is uplifting. And I'm not even religious. Um, I don't, I don't think I will ever be religious. And I don't think you're even offended by such language like that. But every time I'm in your company, I hope so the first neither of us will ever be religious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. The, the the I remember the first two times I was in your company, and it was only the third time where you said you you said about your faith. Mm. And I remember thinking, Jesus, I didn't think that. Like, and I wasn't like I wasn't looking down you at, and it was yeah, just yeah. I didn't think that. That's mad. Yeah. But like there again, another uplifting experience, and that the message there, the fear was in the room. Your father was passing away. Yeah. Your mother instructed to to reflect uh, on on your father and give yeah. thanks. And the fear is gone, and you're leaving with love. Yeah, <laughs> how fucking powerful is that? Like, yeah. yeah,
2: and 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 Graham, honestly, I never thought of that until we talked tonight. I've never, I've never reflected that that was what happened. I knew it was amazing, but I was like, what was that? But that's clearly what it was. It was the love cast out the fear. It was like, Yeah.
1: You can't have both. So you have to you get rid of one. You can't. You
2: can't, you know. So so like, like like put it into put that thought into relationships. So say say you're in a relationship. Like women are all oh, like oh, oh my he might leave me, he might leave me. What's that? Fear. That's fear. Right. But if if you go, he loves me, he loves me, and he's going, I love you, I love you. There's no room for that fear, right? Like, people are thinking, oh, my kids, my kids are, like, they're all going to end up on gear and drug addicts. Like, you know, kind of go, what can I do when I lock them? You know, kind of just love them. Like, and sometimes loving's not easy. Mm. Sometimes your kids are shits. Like, you know, like, they'll do things that break your heart. But you got to love them. You can't stop loving them. Because, mm, mm. like, anger will never bring them back. Ever. Yeah. Meanness will never bring back. Like, like separation will never. What The only thing that attracts people is love. You can't be attracted to anger. It's like it's impossible. So, so it's a force that's like it's so God centered. I think we don't understand it. It is, it is like, and it's funny And I challenge this: like in the next couple of days, that after the conversation we've had, watch how many songs you hear that have the word "love" in it. When you,
1: you're going. Bob, to... happened the last time I was in your company? Mister yeah. God. Happened yeah. the last time, and I was in Dunn Stars and Carl's Card. I was like, "There's another song." There, there, you there you go, and like you and you just kind of think about it. But not only that, like you think it, a it, it kind of coincidence, fate, whatever it happens anyway, yeah. and it changes your mood. Like, yeah, you know, you're when go,
2: you say when you say coincidences, I like, tell you what my dad said, Romans 8 28 All things work together for good for those who love the Lord. It's like, right, so you're like, yeah. you know, so so. So you know, you know. I think you both know I got a new job. You know that, don't you? You know yeah. I got a job. Yeah. So, so, so I'm the the global wellness advocate for PayPal, right?
1: And what yeah. does that entail, Bob? So, <laughs> I if
2: I was asked to describe it in one word, and I said this, I have the privilege of speaking into people's heads and hearts in PayPal. Okay, so so PayPal are very cognizant of the fact that when you bring your whole self to work. That includes everything, including your mental health, right?
0: Yeah.
2: And there's there's forty thousand of us, and in the forty thousand, by the law of averages, right? <laughs> Well, it's probably higher now. You could kind of say more than half of us are struggling with something, right? Yeah. And if you're not, you will be. So it's. I always say, look, it's this is a great market because it never, you know, the mental health space, like it's very hard to get everyone like in the daisies on the same day, right? So half will be in the daisies, the rest will be in the shit to put on the daisies, to make the daisies grow because that's what it is really. That's life, you know? So, and, you know, and I always say for me in my faith walk, when I'm in the daisies, I forget about God, right? That's the truth. That's like so when it's going well. I'm like, yeah, I can do this on my own. Not a bother. Oh, don't eat them. <laughs> I can rock this without them, right? When the wind is against me, I'm like, Jesus, are you there? Are you there? You need a bit of a dig out here. And so, so so I always kind of go, I've grown more in my faith in tough times than I do in good times, which I'm sure drives God mad because he's gonna go. I wish I could just let you kind of be in the good space. You know, I don't have to tap you on the shoulder and say, Hey. You know, but like even in sport, like like Shamrock Rovers, you know, they always say the match doesn't take place on match day, takes place in the training, doesn't it? That's that's when that's when the skills are honed and the you know the good stuff happens, is in the training ground. So even if they you know sometimes you have to go and this is straight off the training ground, you know, you're kind of going, Oh, hmm, we prepared for this. <laughs> so yeah. So our faith is kind of like that. Like life is like the training ground, he's getting us ready. And and if we listen to the trainer, listen to what he's doing in that way. And he's only ever going to shout out one command. It's like, love more. And and here's the thing. Love unconditionally. And that's the hardest part. Because most love is given at a price, isn't it? Most people, I love you if. we got to try loving people without an if. I just love yeah. you. I just love yeah. you.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, it doesn't matter if you don't love me back. It doesn't matter. If we're not getting on. It doesn't matter. Like like To the extreme, Like we've got to
0: love... People like Putin. That's gonna be a tough sell, Bob. I won't lie. It's gonna be a tough sell. Tough sell. But here's the thing,
2: what's ever what's ever gonna change him? Do you know what I mean? No, I'm not saying it's easy to love him. Yeah, I'm just saying if if he could see actually, if I love people rather than let me because Russia lives on fear, doesn't it? That's how it's that's mm. how it's covered it's through fear, right? Imagine if I governed through love and was like Oh,
0: that would be that would yeah. be mess. There's there's a lot of what you're saying, and I can't remember if if I first heard this from yourself or uh, Keith Kelly, who's uh, another friend of the show and, and a brilliant, brilliant human. Um, but it's the story of uh, I think what was it was two monks who are part of a monastery where they don't speak, mm. and um, they they. I'm not going to do the story justice here, but. <laughs> they're they're out in a storm one day and they see a woman who needs help. And one monk goes over and he talks to her and he helps her. Yeah. everything kind of they carry on down the road and then another monk, the, the second monk says to him, "I I can't believe you did that. By the way, I'm I'm lit. like you've broken every vow we have." And all yeah,
2: and,
0: yeah, yeah. You know the other one goes, "You're that was twenty minutes ago. You're still carrying still that true. woman. Still know, you know, yeah, yeah. I let yeah, her go. Yeah, you know." Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of what you are saying that I think is embedded in that message as well, that piece around love unconditionally, you know? Yeah. And it's something that the older I get, the more I try to kind of, and even like conversation with your wife or whatever, you know, and she'd be annoyed about something or I'd be annoyed about something, but ultimately I always kind of come to the same thing of, there's, there's nothing in carrying that into tomorrow. Like, You know, yeah, just because yeah, today good, was yeah. a shit day, it doesn't mean I have yeah, to carry it into yeah, tomorrow and make yeah. tomorrow a shit day too. If Absolutely. somebody did something, somebody did something. Yeah. Just, yeah, don't m- move along. It's not worth it. It's not worth carrying that. Yeah, pain, you know. I always, that, yeah, it,
1: I always get, uh, I always get the message, or I always get, not always, but sometimes, free, more frequent than not. I would get thrown at me. How am I so positive? Yeah, 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 So yeah, positive, yeah. like because they think I'm suffering. They yeah, think I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm sitting in a chair that I'm, I'm somehow. What,
2: what what drives your positivity?
1: I don't know. I, I I resonated with what Danny said there, and that what's the point in bringing something into the next day? Like yeah, yeah. It, it, it invoked me to say that comment about people always they're they're not giving out, but sometimes it can be patronized and saying, "Oh, how come yeah. you're always positive?" As if I'm being fake or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I don't know. What I think my upbringing enjoys my positivity. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, uh, very similar what, to the point what, Bob made earlier. What bit. would you say was poured into your brain when you were growing up? <laughs> What was poured into me? Yeah, love. <laughs> you can't lose, man.
2: <laughs> like you're marinated in love as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah. on the same. We're on the same meat counter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we are. We are barbecue the tittbits. <laughs> Oh stop listen Bob yeah. thanks so much for your time that was absolutely intriguing I didn't know where it was going to go and that's how me and Danny like it um, and me and Danny will reflect after and probably say fuck me that was deadly Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. it was so,
1: all all of any time I meet you it's enlightening it's educating it's it's powerful it's you're just a really fucking great guy yeah you're,
0: you're a force of good yeah. in the world <laughs> I hope to have that on my head's done
1: yeah, yeah.
2: I'll write it for you, Bob. <laughs> you're, uh, you're, and let's hope the two dates at the
0: top are miles apart. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and a long way away. Yeah. Um, but Yeah. You're, you're...
2: Let me tell you this: your 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 commitment to the podcast is incredible. Like you've done it, as you say, eight years is a long time to be doing the doing it and finding interesting stuff and stuff to dig out and stuff to get up and stuff to get on. And so well done and congratulations. And uh, we should talk more often. And absolutely. About, about, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I've, about life and, and listen to, even off the podcast we should meet someday for a cup of coffee and a laugh. Definitely.
0: absolutely yeah absolutely I've uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed this and and I'd, I'd love to catch up again or Bob uh you you're a force of good in the world and um not not to make light of something but geez I don't know you, you nearly tempted me there when you mentioned some sort of any fate that provides Subway as the bread of life I might get <laughs> With no with no feelings. No <laughs>
1: <fillings.
2: Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Bob, no,
0: generally thanks so much for your time and uh, and for the that. Church of the, the church to... of the latter day sandwich. That'll be us. <laughs> 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 Love it. Amazing. Bob, it's been it's been uplifting and it's been oh, an experience. Thanks so much for your time, man.
2: God, God bless you. us. Let's
0: stay well. I mean, what a conversation. <laughs> what a man like yeah. it's I, I, and I, and i said this while recording if you had said to me before we we had our chat with bob that we were going to be talking about jesus that we were going to be talking about uh you know faith i'd most likely have come up with an excuse to be like "Merry, i can't record a podcast night mate i'm really sorry <laughs> can we like because i i can't i'm not I'm not a religious person, I'm not a spiritual person. I'm not, and I'm I'm genuinely allergic to conversations about that kind of stuff because I'm just not into it. But but chatting to Bob there this evening, there was there's such a sincerity in him. And maybe it's because kind of I've had interactions with Bob before, not any faith-based ones, just of, of being in this company where he's been doing his thing for either suicide or survive or you know, uh, I watched a TED talk that he did, and all this kind of stuff. Like, he's a lovely bloke, which helps. But I was not expecting us to be having a chat about faith and where it comes from and everything else. But the one thing, regardless if if you're if you believe in that kind of stuff, regardless if you don't, the one thing that that I think everybody can take away from it is that like, <laughs> love wins. As, as Bob said, like
1: as Bob always says, like, uh, yeah. we as you said, we I I didn't go to you and say we're going to talk about religion. Because no, you I, didn't. No, not at I all, didn't. No, I sorry. didn't. I didn't know we were going to go down that road. I just always have been in conversation with Bob, and every time I'm in conversation with him, it's always interesting, it's always uplifting. And even though, again, as you said, uh, you're not religious, so I'm not religious, I'm not faith based, I don't, yeah, I don't believe in anything as such. Um, but. I respect Bob and yeah. I respect his message. And the only way I can describe it is that he always uplifts me. Yeah.
0: yeah. That doesn't mean he's... I'm going to join the church. No, no, not at all. I think th- th- what I would say is he, he strikes me as a man who would would he's, gen- he's just a
1: really good man.
0: Yeah, and would genuinely help anyone he could. Yeah. You know, he just... He's, he's never an empathetic, empathetic soul and uh, of, of great time for him and uh, <laughs> I'm I, like I'm, I'm a little bit lost for words in terms of like I wasn't expecting to have that conversation and I I certainly if you were told me I was having that kind of conversation I certainly wouldn't have thought that I'd come out with 45 minutes later in great form feeling yeah. positive feel like it's uh, and, that, and that's maybe a, a credit to, to Bob himself he's not a he doesn't push it on you. And as he said, like we didn't, he didn't know that the conversation was going to go that way either. It just happened to be, he mentioned that he was in his parents' house. He told us something. And then, so when we hit record, the conversation naturally arced that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But he's, he's, he's a brilliant, brilliant soul. And, um, yeah, it was great to, to catch up with him after all. But it's time. like you
1: said, you referenced uh, the great John Pender's uh, funeral service. Yes. yeah, And which Bob presided over. And it was a celebration of John's life. It was beautiful. It was, again, it was one of the most uplifting experiences I've ever had. And I remember turning to my mother and saying, God forbid I go early, but if I do get Bob Marley or Bob Carley Bob Marley get Bob
0: Marley <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo Soldier uh, I said God forbid I go early but that I don't want and it, it's now on a podcast format it's now audio yeah I do not want a funeral in a church put me in a function room in a hotel
0: and let people like uh, Bob or, or you uh, MC I'd, I'd, I'm not I had a very similar conversation with my own parents and with Cubes where because I left that thinking what I didn't know you could do that right yeah yeah yeah, and, same and two I didn't know you could bring a coffin to a
1: hotel function room
0: yeah yeah and and, and maybe that's just the, you know one of those things where it's the the, the, the wonderful people of Fitzpatrick Castle uh, are very accommodating at the best of times uh, not just because we're a hotel la 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 um, but <laughs> Um uh, it's uh, as I said, I, I've never left a funeral where I felt in good mood haven't, but the experience, and I think a lot of people shared shared that experience where it was a celebration of John's life and to see how it moved people and to see how uh, people interacted with it and everything else, it was beautiful. It was, it was great. and I think if ever I am to go, probably the same as what you were saying, Mero, keep me as far away from any building that claims to be a church that has a cross above the door. Yeah. And uh, just, yeah, do do something far more human, I think. Agreed. Uh, but anyway, so that's a bit of a divergence there. But that has been WTS 288, completely different. It's not <laughs> normally where we go at all, but you know what? It was a lovely conversation, and I'm I'm glad we had it. Um, I'm very glad we had it uh, so a big a big thank you to Uncle Bob Carly uh, lovely lovely man as I said Mero if people want to listen to previous episodes of us uh, and all that kind of crack where and how can they do so
1: they go to wtspod.com or they can search WTS Pod on any podcast provider Podbean, Spotify, Podcast Republic Apple Podcasts, anywhere and everywhere you can get a podcast um, you can also get us on Twitter at WTSPod or you can get Danny on Twitter at Danjo Murray, and you can get me on Twitter at Merrigamania. And until next time... Clear eyes. Full hearts.
0: Can't lose. you sweet.